Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. Just to let you know, ABC News Daily is on a summer break until the 23rd of January. But for the next few weeks, we're bringing back some of our favourite episodes from 2022. Have a great summer and we'll see you next year. A decision by the US Supreme Court to overturn Roe v Wade has seen abortion clinics across America scramble to perform procedures before their doors are closed. It's expected abortion will be banned in half of all states within weeks. Today, US reporter Rosemary Westwood takes us to the last remaining clinic in Mississippi as it prepares to shut forever. My name is Rosemary Westwood, and I'm a reporter covering public health for public radio stations in Louisiana, and I'm the host of the podcast Band, which tells the story of the Mississippi Supreme Court case that's overturned Roe v. Wade. Young lady, your baby is alive right now. I plead with you to have mercy on that precious baby. I plead with you to love that baby today. I plead with you to turn to Jesus today. I plead with you to love that baby today. Rosemary, I want you first to take me to the Jackson Women's Health Organization. So Jackson Women's Health Organization is the only clinic, abortion clinic in Mississippi, and it's been the only clinic in the state since the mid-2000s. It's painted this sort of garish bubblegum pink. So it's really hard to miss when, when you're driving down the road for that reason. You've been spending a fair bit of time there in recent days. Describe for me what have you been witnessing? Yeah, I I drove up to the clinic the day the decision came down. Constitutional right that is so fundamental. President Biden reacting to today's Supreme Court ruling in Dobbs versus Jackson. I live in New Orleans um, and report sort of on abortion rights around this region. New Orleans is in Louisiana, which is just neighboring Mississippi. So at the clinic that morning, patients were showing up for their legal abortions and anti-abortion protesters outside were telling them, you know, it's illegal. You can't go in there. The Supreme Court has made this decision, sort of spreading, you know, misinformation to these people. It was overturned yesterday. This is illegal. This is illegal and you're a lawbreaker. You know, women being told, don't kill your baby. I'll adopt your baby. You know, turn to Jesus. What you're doing is murder. Don't kill your baby. Don't kill your baby. Don't kill your baby. You know, one one thing that's important about abortion in Mississippi right now is that the trigger law that that state had on the books that was meant to take effect when Roe versus Wade was overturned has a delay, a 10-day delay. So, so when I got there, you know, the clinic on the one hand was functioning as usual. It was trying to see as many people as it could. But on the other hand, the owner had, had come to the clinic she gave a press conference in front of a bunch of media, the baking hot sun, you know, describing her defiance. This is clearly a sad day. It was clearly a sad day for her and her staff and that clinic. Continuing to provide services and women like me, and there are many throughout this country, will be doing the same thing. And I tell you today, we're not laying down. We're not giving up. Women have always had abortions. You know, what I saw was 
a, a woman and her her staff who also spoke and volunteers who also spoke, you know, refusing to give up. This is not this is not like the end of the story for them in any way. Hey, I'm Dorinda Hancock. I've been here since 2013. I am the co-organizer of the Pink House Defenders. We are volunteers who escort patients from their cars to the clinic door past what a lot of y'all saw this morning on the sidewalk. And these people have given their, their time and their energy selflessly for all these years to do this. And now we're going to say goodbye very soon. What is the trigger law? Just explain that for me. Trigger laws uh, are laws that are on the books in 13 states, which have been on the books for years. The one in Louisiana and Mississippi both date back to the mid-2000s. Those laws were about the anti-abortion movement foreseeing this moment. They were designed by anti-abortion politicians and activists to allow states to ban abortions as soon as possible if and when the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade in part or in whole. And they're written in different ways depending on the state. Like I mentioned, in Mississippi, there's this 10-day delay that's based upon the certification of that decision by the attorneys, the, the state's attorney general. And in Louisiana, the ban took effect immediately. Other states have 30-day delays. So it's really a variety of kind of mechanisms that trigger abortion bans in these states, which is why they're called trigger laws. Yes, ma'am. That's Mississippi law. Hold, please. Jackson Women's Health. Yes, ma'am, we do. Explain to me now, how does this clinic, the Jackson Women's Health Organization, relate to this decision in the US to overturn women's constitutional right to have an abortion, the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade? Right. So the Mississippi Clinic is the clinic at the heart of this case. Mm -hmm. In 2018, Mississippi lawmakers passed a law banning abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. And that law was essentially designed to directly attack Roe versus Wade. So they sued within an hour of this law being signed by the governor, and they've been the ones defending abortion rights through this case. And then when it made it to the Supreme Court, it was this clinic and its lawyers who were left defending, we sort of making the last stand for Roe versus Wade at the U.S. Supreme Court. Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the court, Mississippi's ban on abortion two months before viability is flatly unconstitutional under decades of precedent. Okay, so it's this clinic, this clinic in Mississippi, the Jackson Women's Health Organization, that has now lost, in essence, that case. That's correct. I mean, it's a it's clearly a loss for the entire abortion rights movement and reproductive justice and rights movements in, in the United States. So that's it. No more abortions in Mississippi from July the 7th at this stage. So what will women wanting an abortion need to do when that deadline passes? There will be very, very few exceptions to this trigger law in Mississippi. One of them will be for rape and incest. Another will be for the life of the, the pregnant person. If someone could actually die, yes, then they can get an abortion. But everybody else, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And there are other states that where abortion will remain legal, we think, and that will be where women can travel. And, and it'll be very much a case-by-case -case basis. 
Another option will be for women to go online and access the abortion pill. It is already illegal in 32 states to order abortion medication online and take it by yourself, but that's already happening. And then the last option is going to be the fate for many women, which is they'll stay pregnant. And, you know, in these states, there is not often health insurance for a lot of people. Mississippi has not expanded Medicaid, which is federally covered health insurance for low-income people. So there are a lot of poor people who don't have health insurance. There are a lot of people who definitely don't have paid maternal leave or paternal leave who maybe work in low-wage jobs and who likely already have families. Many of the women who go to the Mississippi clinic already have kids. The majority are also Black women who face, you know, a multitude of unequitable circumstances. I was told this story by one of the clinic escorts. A woman had driven up for her appointment. She was late one morning. There was a donut tire on her car. She'd caught a flat. She was half an hour late and a dollar short for the $150 clinic fee that she had to have that day. She opened her hands. And there was a stack of bills in her hands and a big pile of change. She whispered to me, do you think they'll take 149 and I said, excuse me, I'm a dollar short. Well, they take $149. And and the clinic, you know, volunteer gave her that dollar. But this, she'd watched this woman scrounging around in the glove box of her car looking for that extra dollar. I mean, that is how restricted the means are that people have to try and access abortions, you know, while they've been legal, let alone now, you know. And of course, it's not just Mississippi. There's so many other states as well and women in those states that will need to travel. A lot of them seem to be sort of clumped together. So travel will be quite difficult, won't it? I mean, traveling around America, it's not that easy, right? This is a very big country. And the concentration of anti-abortion politics is in the South and the Midwest. And when you're looking at what it means to travel to get an abortion, it's not about driving five hours. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of miles. We're talking multiple flights. We're talking, you know, extensive delays to raise the money to do that kind of travel. And this is why people often say, you know, people with means are going to be able to get abortions. It's people who are low income who are going to face higher burdens getting that care. Mm, Rosemary, the Jackson Abortion Clinic, I gather it will work right down to the moment it is forced to shut its doors. That's right. They plan on providing as many abortions to as many people as they can in the coming days. And Diane Derzis, the owner, says, you know, that'll be it. She's quite a feisty woman. She's been providing abortions and working in abortion clinics since 1975. This has been her calling. In fact, they're opening a clinic in Las Cruces, New Mexico. That's a state where they expect abortions to remain legal. They expect to be able to open those doors in a couple of weeks to start providing abortions there. Women from Mississippi will still be able to access this service. Women have always had abortions, no matter what it took, even if it was their life. And we're going to make sure that that's not on the line here. Rosemary Westwood is the host of the podcast Band. She's also a health reporter for public radio in Louisiana. If you want to know more about how the Supreme Court abortion ruling is linked to Donald Trump, we covered that on Monday. Have a look back in your feed. This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Flint Duxfield. 
Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. You can find all of our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. To get in touch with the team, email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.